Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio, 103.1 FM, 910, 980, 1300 AM. It's 509 here at the station. Light rain outside and 70, 70 degrees out. Um, it's time for Do I Have a Case with Frank Andrews. We'll be back with the show in just a few minutes. Thank you very much, Rob. And once again, we have lots of questions that are coming in from northeastern and central Pennsylvania. People want to know, do I have a case? And we have lots of questions for our legal beagle, and that is attorney Keith Figured. Keith, how are you today? I'm doing well, Frank. <laughs> how are you doing? I'm doing good. And so far, we have not been able to stump you with these questions coming in, and we got some interesting <laughs> ones today. So here we go. First question. I am an amateur inventor. But I have some things in the works that I know are marketable. How do I get a patent on my stuff, and is it expensive? Well, fortunately, getting a patent on your invention can be a long and expensive process. Uh, but it is worth it in the end to protect your intellectual property. Uh, first, you will need to do a patent search uh, to make sure your invention is not already patented. Um, next, you need to hire a patent attorney, and you want to make sure that you speak with a few and make sure that they have the expertise and um, means in which to, first off, explain to you the process and to actually handle each step of the process. Um, the cost of the patent will vary depending on the complexity of the invention, but you should expect to pay several thousand dollars in legal fees. Uh, once you've obtained a patent, you can then start looking for ways to market and monetize uh, the invention. Um, some of the additional steps, and they might be repetitive, but again, uh, the first is you want to research before seeking a patent. You should research the patent, understand the types of patents available, and determine whether a patent is the best option for your invention. Second is you should document. You should document your invention in detail and create a prototype to demonstrate the invention. The third, as I indicated, Previously, you should, con uh, you should conduct a patent search to make sure your invention is not already patented. And then at that point is when you hire uh, the proper attorney. The lawyer will need a description of the invention, drawings, and a prototype of the invention, a written description of the, of the invention, a patent search report, and any additional documents uh, that the lawyer may need. He would advise you at the time that you speak with him. I had no idea it was that complicated, but we learned something every week talking to you, Keith. <laughs> now, this, this next question, I think, is one that a lot of people are going to be interested in because you just never know when you're going to need the answer to this. Here we go. I got a traffic ticket that resulted in points on my license. Even my car insurance went up. How do I erase the points? Okay, so unfortunately in Pennsylvania, you cannot erase the points from your driver's license. But what you can do is take defensive driver, uh, defensive driver course to reduce the number of points on your license. In most states, taking a defensive driver course will also reduce your car insurance premium. You can contact the Pennsylvania Department of Transportation, PennDOT, to find out if there are any approved defense driving courses in your area. Um, in terms of the a time frame in which uh, these points uh, stay on your license, uh, it depends on the severity of the citation or accident, as well as the insurance company's policies um, in terms of how long that can potentially affect your insurance uh, from being increased as well. Uh, but generally speaking, the increased premiums will last for three to five years with more serious infractions having a longer penalty period. 
Wow. Once again, that's complicated, but, uh, you know, that's a lot of information that I was unaware of, including that defensive driving course. Thank you. All right. So the big question that comes in every single week is how do people get in touch with you? Well, as I always say, um, I provide my direct dial so I can be contacted directly, and that number is 570-954-9299. I can be reached through email at keith at figuredlaw.com and through my website, which is also available 24-7, which has additional information, which is figuredlaw.com. All right, now next week we have a question about suing the water company and also one about uh, somebody stealing packages on the porch. So you got to do your research, Attorney Figured, and we'll talk to you again <laughs> next week. Thank you very much. Sounds good, Frank. Take care. All right, let's get back to Rob. Thank you, Frank, and welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show. I want to take a, a minute to talk about failure. Uh, the chance of failure is an opportunity. It means we are challenging ourselves and taking risks. We learn from failure. We better ourselves through failure. We prosper because of the lessons learned from failure. Never be afraid to fail. Be afraid to never challenge yourself. Be afraid to never reaching your potential. Failure is part and the start of success. You know, I had this conversation uh, this, this past week and, and how, you know, people see failure as simply failure. And, and you're not pushing yourself. You're not striving. You're not doing the things that you potentially can do, the great things. And each and every one of us have that ability in us. And, you know, as parents, as family members, as friends, you really need to strive to let people become comfortable with failures because it means they're trying, you know, and it means they're trying to get better. They're doing things above their capabilities at the time because that's how we fail. Um, you know, things, things at the, the – I just had this conversation because a friend of mine's daughter is going to the Naval Academy, and next week is I Day, and that's the day they report. It's the day they shell shock them, scream at their face, yell at them, strip them of everything civilian and give them everything military. And, and it's called Induction Day, and it's quite a feat. Uh, and it starts what's called plebe summer, you know, the, the, the three months of intensive, basically a boot camp for the summer. And they purposely give these newly commissioned officers, they're not commissioned, I'm sorry, newly inducted officers, a midshipmen they're called at the Naval Academy. They purposely give them things to where they're going to fail. There is no way you can complete everything they're going to give you because they want to see how you are when it comes to adversary. They want to see how you handle and prioritize, you know, the things that need to be done and let the things slip away that, that aren't such a priority. They want to see how you handle the stress. They want to see how you do things. Failure is acceptable, but quitting, giving up, and not trying are the things that are not. So they purposely give you more things. And it got me thinking about failure. And it's failure at a lot of things. You know, taking this on when I did five months ago, the end of January, I've never hosted my own show. I've been on TV. I've been a guest on radio shows for the past eight years. Um, you know, that's one thing. But, you know, literally coming up with the content and talking by yourself to yourself and to you guys, which is in here it's to myself, but I know I'm talking to you, three hours is, is a big jump. And failure is a real possibility. And, you know, it's still up to you guys if this is a failure or success. But, you know, we try to provide. We try to do better. And if it was or is a failure, you know, I, I learned to do it better or I learned to do something else. And, and that's what we all need to strive in in our lives. It needs what we show our children. You know, you're not going to be perfect at anything. If you're perfect at everything, 
if you're a success at everything, then you're not reaching your potential. You're not trying hard enough. You're not doing the things that you probably were meant to do. And it's amazing what a human being can do when they're really pushed to their limits. I mean, a, a great example is uh, you know David Goggins, a Navy SEAL. He's the only uh, military member to pass all three of our most severe training um, evolutions, you know, becoming a Navy SEAL, becoming a, a pararescuer, and there was another one that he did. I believe it was the MARSOC training or Army Ranger. Um, you know, he, he said, okay, you know, I want to do he – had, he had someone, a CEO hired him to move into his house, and he said, all right, I want you to do as many pull-ups as you can. And the guy banged out, you know, 20, 22 pull-ups. And he was exhausted, and he dropped down. And he said, okay, that's it, 22? And the guy was like, yeah. He goes, all right, now give me five more. And he, he got up and did five more. And he said, all right, give me three more. And this went on for, you know, a couple hours until he did 200 pull-ups by the end. And at the end, you know, David Goggins, former Navy SEAL, told the CEO and said, you thought you were done at 22. You just did 200. That's the mind overriding your body because your body's the what did the 200 pull-ups. Your mind's the one telling you that you can't and you're going to fail and you can't do more. And you need to get past that and push past that. And it was a real eye-opener. And he wrote a whole book on it. It's a, it's a great story. And if you've never followed David Goggins, you'll Google him. You'll see a lot on it. He's, he's extremely motivational and controversial, but, you know, he, he gets it done. He runs these ultra marathons now that are like, uh, you know, 100 or 200 miles through the deserts. And it's, it's an incredible story about what he's done and what he doesn't done. But the, the, the bottom line is don't have a fear of failure. Failure is how you learn. Every great thing in this world started off with failures. And they've learned from those mistakes. They've learned from the failures, bettered things, better the things they've done. So we really need to instill that, especially this day and age of social media where you have everything perfect, you know, that false life that's out there where everybody just shows the highlights on their TikToks or their Twitter feeds or their Instagram. Let your kids know, let your friends and family know, let your spouses know that, you know, failure's okay, not trying isn't. And that's what we... uh need to instill in, in ourselves and the ones around us. And the more we do that, the better we become as a people, the better we become as a society, the better, more accepting we are because, you know, no one's perfect. We just strive for that, but there's going to be failures along the way. 520 here at WILK. It's time for traffic and weather. Hello. Thank you, Rob. I appreciate it. It is a mess out there. This traffic update is brought to you by Pentella Data Internet. So 81 northbound is jammed up beginning around Wilkesbury Bear Creek. That is due to an accident in the Avoca area. We also have 84 West with a crash. Um, and we have slowing due to construction on 81 in both directions, Scott to Lennox. If you're on 81, most definitely expect to slow down in some area. There are areas of slowing both directions from the New York border to Hazleton, and you might even be at a standstill starting around Wilkesbury Bear Creek. Whenever you see a traffic problem, call our jam line 570-883-7269. Nikki Stone, WILK Traffic.
I don't know if I should thank you, Nikki, but thank you for being here. I don't like to report, though. Well, you know what? We might not want to go home on 81 Northbound. I'm telling you that right now. It's a mess. Tonight's homemade pizza night. i got to get home. Uh, well, then you take the yeah. that other toll road or the roundabout ways, you know. Roundabouts. No, I didn't mean roundabout. I didn't mean it that way. My, my wife literally gets stuck on them. She, she, she's gone around them three or four times, and I just sit, when she, I just sit and laugh. My butt off. Well, there are hours of entertainment for free. It I mean, ex- well, at your taxpayer dollar expense, but hey, at least you get your money's worth. You do. You do. <laughs> hey, it's a ride for nothing. There you go. Here's the Storm Tracker 16 forecast from Chief Meteorologist Kurt Aaron. Tonight, spotty rain showers, low 65. Um, basically, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday. Mostly cloudy, scattered showers and storms anywhere between 80 and 84 degrees. Uh, that's pretty much the the. The forecast through Tuesday. Hopefully over the weekend it gets a little better. It's 70 degrees and cloudy right now at 521 at your official weather station, WILK. Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio. It is 525. Hopefully you're done with work on your way home or home already and can relax for the weekend. Doesn't look like the weather's going to work out, but at least you get some rest and some you time and not have to worry about, you know, the boss man yelling things at you. To get done, uh, we do have some breaking news now out of Russia that uh, could be something to watch, and uh, it's going to be interesting to see how this unfolds. But uh, breaking news, and this is from the Associated Press: breaking news, an alleged threat by the Wagner Group's owner. Now, if you don't know what the Wagner Group is in Russia, it's basically a private military contractor that the 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 Russian government uses as their strong-arm tactic and such and can distance themselves politically because they are an independent private contractor company. But it's basically a private military in Russia. But an alleged threat by the Wagner Group owner to oust Russia's defense minister has prompted a criminal inquiry to whether he's calling for a military coup. Now, that's from the Associated Press. And now from inside Russia, they're stating that riot police have surrounded the Wagner PMC headquarters in Molkino, Wagner troops have taken defensive positions, helicopter armed with Gatling guns dispatched to the area. The base is also shared with the GRU 10th Separate Special Purpose Brigade. That's basically Russia's special forces. And it says, guess which side they're on. So it looks like the 10th Separate Special Purpose Brigade, Russian special forces, are siding with the Wagner group in this military standoff at their headquarters. So it's going to be interesting to see, you know, what happens there uh, in Russia and how this dynamic helps or hurts the war in Ukraine and and what Putin's actions are here. Uh, If you've been following the news, the Wagner Group's CEO, the the head there, has been very outspoken and vocal about the support he has gotten and not gotten as far as the Russian military. And uh, it seems like that that's come to a head now where the Russian government has now instituted a criminal investigation or criminal criminal inquiry, they're calling it, whether he's calling for a military coup. But now they've surrounded his headquarters and him, along with the Russian Special Forces Brigade that's that's housed with his headquarters or within his headquarters, have taken up defensive positions. So does this uh, end amicably? Does this, you know, get negotiated down? You know, do things, can you negotiate things like this? Or do they just say they're going to negotiate it and kill this guy, you know, when they have the upper hand? But this standoff uh, in Russia seems to 
seems to be uh, very real and something to watch. You know, this this overnight tonight and especially this weekend to see how this uh, this um, this unfolds because it's it's uh, the Russians have depended on these military contractors, especially the Wagner Group, to do a lot of their strong arm and and on the ground work in Ukraine. Do they start pulling those troops out? Do those troops switch sides now? It's going to be an interesting dynamic to see how this works, you know, especially if the Russian government is opening a criminal inquiry up to their CEO. Does he order his company? What side do they take? Are they more allegiance to the company that's paying them or the Russian government that probably never doesn't pay them you know, all that well if they, they were regular military? That's why they're with a private army such as the Wagner Group. Um, so, yeah, this just came across my feed. And, and again, it's, it's the Associated Press and then uh, – Igor Shusko inside Russia is the one stating that they have surrounded um, the Wagner PMC headquarters in a town called Mokino. And it looks like the base that's shared with the GRU 10th Separate Special Purpose Brigade, the Russian military special forces, is, uh, is now taking up defensive positions with the Wagner private contractors. So again, this is going to be interesting to follow. I don't see much of a follow up at this point. Uh, but that just came across, you know, in the last half hour. So it's going to be interesting. If you have any information on that or know anybody in the area, text in or call in at 570-883-0098. But it's going to be interesting to see how this unfolds because this dynamic can trickle to the Ukraine war very easily and very quickly. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens and does this corner Vladimir Putin to take extreme measures. Uh, we, we know he's used a, a lot of his weapons, but does he... Go to something that could be more dangerous and bring the world into it. It's 5.30 here at WILK News Radio. It's time for news with Paula in for uh, Paul. Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio. 5.35 here at the station. 70 degrees and cloudy outside. You know, I'm just following it with sources inside Russia. And, you know, it's hard to confirm things that are happening inside Russia, but there's a lot of reports that there's a lot of movement going on. Certain entities have taken over certain buildings. The Wagner Group has moved troops from Ukraine into Moscow, and the Moscow military had uh, attempted to roadblock them from getting in. They're in. But again, it's hard to tell what's really happening on the ground there. So if if you're interested in what's going on there, and hopefully the mainstream media picks it up, you know, it was it was reported by the Associated Press, so that I can confirm. Um, but the movements inside Russia and what's going on, who's taking over what building, you know, there's a potential for martial law. I can't confirm at this time, but it's definitely something going on inside Russia within the military. Um, you know, they've the the Russian government opened up a possible criminal investigation on the CEO of the Wagner Group for threatening a, a military coup. And there's something going on within Moscow, within the Russia area. They've surrounded this uh this headquarters of the Wagner group. So it's going to be something to look into. I can get into it more when I get home, but if, if it's something that interests you or something that's, that you're going to want to be looking at, you know, you know, start looking at your sources with the news press of what's going on inside Russia, because there's definitely some kind of movement between its military contractors and its official military. Now to bring it uh, back home a little more, uh, I, I saw this and this has always been a pet peeve of mine because I love flying in and out of the Wilkes-Barre Scranton Airport, International Airport here that we have. It's great parking. 
It's a nice terminal. It's small. It's, it's, it's great for what we need it for. I just don't see the flights that really interest me. And the connecting flights are so expensive, it almost makes it. And it goes to different hubs. You know, it goes to Charleston. It goes to Chicago. And, uh, you know, those are great hubs to, to join flights. But if you compare flights, you know, it's so much easier just to drive to Philly or to Newark. Or even I've flown out of Stewart, which is another similarly small airport, to get direct flights to where I need because it's just so expensive, these connecting flights. And I know flights have gone up. And with the pilot shortage that they're having, it's an issue. But uh, the local airport, the departures have declined, and the long climb back to normalcy is interrupted. They're really not getting the, the as of late, too, they're, they're really not getting the, uh, the passenger flow that they need to have for this area. And, again, you need the passenger flow to attract airlines to increase service. So it's like this double-edged sword you have at this airport here. I wish they had direct flights to Florida. I wish they had direct flights to more appealing places that you could just fly to. You know, one way, get us there and, you know, get us to a destination we'd like to visit and uh, enjoy, you know, for a quick vacation, for a weekend vacation. You know, if AVP, and that's the call sign for the, the scranton wilkes Berry scranton Airport, um, you know, if they had direct flights, it would be great to take a long weekend down to, say, Fort Lauderdale or Daytona. Or Orlando, and there's many, you know, you have the big Orlando airport, and you have the Sanford Orlando airport, which is a little further away. But again, smaller airport, easier to fly in and out of. And again, my pet peeve has always been, you know, let's get some destinations that are great. Let, let, let's, let's get a, I mean, I think if you put a direct flight from Wilkes-Barre Scranton Airport to Nashville, you know, that would make for a great long weekend. It would make for a great weekend. You leave on a Friday, come back late Sunday. Um. You know, come back, leave Friday, come back Monday. You know, a nice nice four-day trip down there. I I would just like to see more of those types of trips. You know, a direct flight to Florida, a direct flight to Nashville. Uh, You know, a direct flight to, you know, even Myrtle Beach. I mean, I know we had them. We used when we had Allegiant here. Um, You know, Allegiant is kind of, I'm soured on Allegiant. I I flew them a lot when they were out of here and they're uh, out of Lehigh still. Um, but they've kind of nickeled and dimed me to where they're charging you for carry-on now. They're charging you for a personal item now. They want to charge you for picking your seat. And I really don't care what seat I get, so I, you know, I don't really go there. But you know, I used to bring a carry-on, and then they started charging you for a carry-on. Then I brought a personal item because you know, a duffel bag you know, or a knapsack was pretty much all I needed for my stuff if I was just going for a weekend. Now they're charging you for that. And I just don't appreciate the nickel and dime. And I understand they try and get your money any way they can. But I would really like to see more better destinations, weekend destinations that you could just go to, you're there, enjoy yourself, and fly back. Because it is really convenient. It's a great airport to fly in and out of. Um, I'm just looking at some text messages now. I apologize. Uh, Yes, it's no mystery why nobody flies from there. It's the price. We fly out of uh, Trenton directly to Florida, a great little airport. Just flew uh, to Orlando out of Binghamton with uh, Avello Airlines, uh, nonstop cheap. You see, th- that's what I think people would, would want. Just you know, think about if you put a direct flight to Orlando here, which I know they've had in the past. But put in, put it. People are traveling again. People want to get away quick and cheaply, inexpensively. You know, let's let's put a let's put that a uh, a direct flight to. Uh, 
Orlando, direct flight to Nashville, and see how they work out because I'd love to jump to Nashville for a long weekend. I would love to you know fly to Orlando for for just a quick weekend, you know, not a week or something like that because you know we have to be here, Nikki, right? So well, yeah, somebody has to be here. So uh, might as well be us. I mean, wouldn't you like to take a nice long weekend trip to to Nashville? I would like to take a day trip somewhere trip for gosh, somewhere. Yes, that would be fine. Yes, because I was in Nashville for New Year's a few years back, and oh my gosh, I need more of it. Yeah. You yeah, know, I think it would nice. be a huge success, especially the area here, especially the, the mm. demographic of music that people like in this area. Trip to Nashville, no doubt. Trip to you know, Orlando, Just plenty to take of things in to that do. history, oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah, that is a great idea. Let's do it. Let's see it. A few people in uh, Avoca are listening to Scranton Wilkes-Barre <sighs> Airport. Let's get it done. It's 541 here. It's our last time for traffic and weather. Yeah, and I thank you, Rob. I hope you have a great weekend. You too. Thanks. This traffic update is brought to you by Pentella Data Internet. So you can expect to come to a stop somewhere around Wilkesbury Bear Creek on 81 northbound as that remains jammed up due to a wreck near Avoca. It's a mess. 81 southbound is dipping under 45 miles an hour through the Scranton area. And we have crawling on 81 in both directions, Waverly to Lenox, due to the construction that's going on in that area. Whenever you see a traffic problem call our jam line 570-883-7269 nikki stone wilk traffic have a great weekend thank you nikki here's the storm tracker 16 forecast from chief meteorologist kurt aaron tonight spotty rain showers low 65 saturday mostly cloudy scattered showers and storms high 82 sunday mostly cloudy scattered showers and storms high 84 monday mostly cloudy scattered showers and storms high 85 Tuesday, mostly cloudy, scattered in storms, high 80. Now, it looks like the weekend there will be some, uh, may be some severe storms with some flooding, downpours, and gusty winds and lightning. So be careful of that this weekend. Don't want any of you guys uh, get into anything and, and be here to listen again on Monday when we're back. Uh, it's currently 70 degrees and cloudy at 542 on your official weather station. W- Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio on this Friday, June 23rd, 2023. It's 546, 70 degrees and cloudy outside. You know, we were talking about better route routes for the Scranton Wilkesbury Airport, Wilkesbury Scranton Airport, whichever you want to call it. Um, I, I think we narrowed it down with some texters and myself. You know, Vegas, Orlando, and Nashville. Those are the three direct routes. Nice long weekends, good trips. I, I think you'll get your ridership up. I think we just need to get some airlines and get the people involved with the airport board to get on board. So Vegas, Nashville, and Orlando. Let's see those three direct nonstop routes come to the airport here. Let's go to the phones now. We have uh, Dave from Bear Creek on airports. Dave. Uh, yeah, thanks for the call there, Rob. Uh, the reason I was calling, I completely agree with you. I always said that um, it just surprises me. I know it's a smaller airport, but you would think that they would try to pull as much, you know, discount some airlines, direct flights, and um, pull away from uh, the Philly area. And um, even Lehigh Valley, which is a nice airport, but, you know, pull away from that because, you know, at the end of the day, it is money. By the time you go for a trip to Philly, you know, you have to leave your car there for a week, easy pass, fuel, um, the costs add up. But it'd be nice to have, you know, them discount, do some more direct flights. We used to fly directly to Florida, but um, it's, it's difficult to uh, to accomplish now from there. So you, you end up making a, a full day's trip out of 
one direction, just going to Philly and flying out, you know? You do. You do. With the drive down there, like you said, parking's a lot more expensive. And, and even I've flown out of Lehigh Valley many times. I've flown out of Stewart in New York. Which that, that's about an hour and a half away. I've never flown out of Binghamton, but, you know, I check them all. I, I like the small airports. I, Stewart's actually been the best because the parking is literally right across the street. You know, our airport right here is real good. Lehigh Valley, the parking's been an issue, but I know they were redesigning the parking lots the last time I flew out of there. But where would your destinations, if you wanted to, if you were to add a destination, direct flight from here, where would it be? Uh, I'd still say, um, I'd still say Florida, Florida down to uh, the Panhandle. Uh, there's still, you'd still have to deal with uh, going to Charlotte or Fort Walton, but uh, just a place I like to get get down and relax, you know. Yeah, I, you know, I've, flown, I've flown Allegiant, and I know Allegiant used to fly here out of the, the airport right here, and they fly out of Lehigh Valley, but they don't fly to uh, Destin. Uh, but JFK, Allegiant out of JFK, flies direct to Destin, which is right in the Panhandle, and that's another great airport, smaller airport right. to get in there. Um, yeah, my son was just there. Um, uh, he flew from from uh, Wilkes-Barre Strand to Charlotte and then to Fort Walton, uh, and then he was in Sandestin. So, um, you know, it wasn't, uh, wasn't terrible. Um, it was, it was pretty easy, but you know, you add up the hours. It does, you're never going to get a direct flight to, uh, the panhandle, but, uh, it was pretty easy going, but not a lot of choices. He flew on American, I believe it was. Yeah. Yeah. And like I said, uh, Newark airport, and again, it's two hours to get there plus your parking and everything, but Newark flies direct to Destin, which is a nice, I, I love the beach there. It's a great area. I love the panhandle, uh, Orlando. I pick because it's more of a central Florida location. It's more than where everyone could go rather with pan the panhandle. You kind of have the beach and that's that, but you know, you get, you pick Orlando, you can have the beach, you can have the amusement parks. You could have all the things you want there. Right, right. Yeah, mix it up for the whole family. So, very good. Well, I, I appreciate your time. Thank you. Thank you, Dave. Thanks for the call and thanks for listening. Let's go to uh, Paul from Exeter. Paul, how, thanks for joining the Rob O'Donnell Show today. Hey, Rob, thanks very much for taking the call. No problem. Uh, just just kind of wanted to um, give you some complimentary kind of things for the, for the end of the weekend. Um, I, I think you're a class act. Uh, I follow you on Facebook. I think you're well-respected, uh, tremendous family, and uh, really a breath of fresh air, you know, to bring to Northeastern and Central Pennsylvania. And um, just wanted to tell you thanks for your input. I think you do a great job. I think you're fair, impartial, and and really reasonable, you know, bringing topics to the table and trying to hear both sides of the story and coming up with logical conclusions, or, or at least, you know, from your opinion standpoint. And, uh it's 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 welcomed and it's appreciated very much. I, I appreciate that, Paul. You know, I have no problem listening to the other point of views. I have no problem having a conversation with anyone. It's the people who call who just want to be confrontational that I have an issue with. And there's just a few, thankfully. But, you know, I, I don't care what your beliefs are. I don't care. Everyone's right. Everyone has a right to their own opinion. And I appreciate that opinion. And I want to hear those opinions regardless if it's mine or not. Um, but yeah, again, it's the people that just want to be confrontational that that's an issue, but I appreciate you listening. I appreciate you following me and hopefully we continue to do great things here. Absolutely, sir. Thank you very much. Thank you. Take Have care. a great weekend, Paul. Um, let's go to the phones. Now we have uh, Glenn from Plains on Trump. Glenn. I think it's important for people to think about how, when Donald Trump was president, we had peace and prosperity around the world. In the Middle East, they were historic peace treaties 
underway. Iran was in check, not developing nuclear bombs. North Korea was not firing off rockets. China was not threatening Taiwan. And the big one, there was peace in Europe. We have war in Europe now. Russia invaded Ukraine. We had prosperity around the world. Here, gas prices was around 250 which is very reasonable because for $10, you get four gallons. It's good. Now it's 375 Utility bills are very expensive, so you have to suffer during the winter with a colder rooms and in the winter, no less air conditioning. So things are a lot worse now. So it's important for people, especially those who get into the minutiae, of the current regime filled with misinformation to try to stop and think and look at the big picture. Under President Trump, the world had peace and prosperity. It's amazing, Glenn, how they just don't care, though. They'll deal with higher costs. They'll deal with higher gas costs. They'll deal with higher utility costs, higher food costs. They'll deal with the insecurity of inflation and, and everything that's gone on with our economy. They just don't care because it's their their hatred of Donald Trump is so deep, it's distorted their, their views on reality. Well, that's why I called in. I was going to call in yesterday to make this statement about reminding people that we had peace and prosperity. So we just have to go at it day after day, if necessary, uh, to remind people to think about the peace and prosperity. The, the tens of thousands of people were not being chopped to death in the Ukraine. In the, I'm sorry, Ukraine. I mean, you've got to get past your own emotions and start using your brains. I couldn't have said it better myself, Glenn. Glenn, thank you for listening. Thank you for calling. You have a great weekend. I'll call again and again to remind people, peace and prosperity under Trump. Thank you. <laughs> you, know, you keep doing that, Glenn. Thank you. Um, WIOK has tickets to the Pocono 400 NASCAR Cup Series race on Sunday, July 23rd at Pocono Raceway. This is an online contest, so get involved. Go to WILKnewsradio.com and enter the win grandstand tickets. Plus, one winner will score the grand prize 300-level seats, which are open air and shaded and have some of the best viewing areas of the track. You can answer once per day only at WILKnewsradio.com. I will be there. Jake will be there wandering around. You know, we'll, we'll, be, uh, we'll be doing the Pocono thing that weekend. So if you're there and you see us, make sure you say hello to us. One month from today. That's it. Hopefully, the weather, hopefully it's not the same weather as this weekend, but Knock Pocono does not yeah. have a good reputation for that. Get all the crappy weather out of the way this weekend. <laughs> I hear it. I hear you. It's 5.55 here at WILK. We'll be back to close out the Rob O'Donnell Show for this week in a minute. Well, that's it for the Rob O'Donnell Show this week on this Friday, June 23rd. Hopefully you had a good week. Hopefully you have something to do this weekend. You know, if you listen to the show, you know Friday night is my homemade pizza night. You know, Mrs. O'Donnell, Miss Lisa, um, makes me a homemade pizza that I look forward to every week. And when we were down in, uh, actually it's in Tennessee, when we were traveling down to Mississippi, um, we stopped and got a, the Lodge Cast Iron Factory. And if you have cast iron pots, you know what I'm talking about. But Lodge is, is kind of the staple of cast iron cookware here in America, made in the USA. Their factory is down in uh, South Pittsburgh, Tennessee. And they have an outlet in uh, Pigeon Forge, Tennessee, which we were able to drive through. And I picked up a 16-inch pizza stone that, that my pizza is going to be made on tonight. Supposedly a real crisp crust, just the way I like it. So I'm looking forward. We had a pizza stone that we use 
this is good for the barbecue. We can make the pizza on the barbecue. We can make it in our oven in the house. So I'm looking forward to see how this Lodge cast iron um, flat pan, which is, it's, it just looks like a big pizza pan, but it's cast iron, weighs about you know 25 pounds, I think. But I'm looking forward to how that pizza comes out tonight. So uh, I'll let you know on Monday how it was. Thumbs up, thumbs down. Actually, I'll post a picture on social media. So if you're not following me, follow me on Facebook at Rob O'Donnell or at O'Donnell underscore R on Twitter, and, and you'll be able to see a picture of the pizza tonight and, the, and the, the Lodge cast iron pizza maker itself. It's the Rob O'Donnell Show here on WILK News Radio. You guys have a great weekend. God bless, be safe, and we'll see you next week. As we tell you all the time, if you can do it, it ain't bragging.